Welcome to the Sunday Morning Meeting Podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Claire Daniels. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, let's lift up a praise. Shout a praise to him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You are worthy. You are worthy. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So is everyone excited for this week? Good, good. Um, This morning's going to be a bit of a a morning preparation. So for visitors, uh, I apologise, it might seem a bit kind of talking about what we're doing doing over this next week, but hopefully there will be things in there as well that you can take hold of. So we're going to be looking at the timetable and just looking at preparation for how to step into this week, because it's going to be an amazing week. First of all, I'd like you just to turn to your neighbour and answer two questions. The first one is, do you pray? Now, there's not going to be any feedback, so if the answer is no, not really, that's okay. There's no shame, there's no guilt, and you're not going to have to stand up and say, hello, my name is, and I don't pray. Um, it's God honours the honesty of our hearts, doesn't he? So that's one question. And then if the answer is yes, why do you pray? Not why do you think you should pray, not why does Pastor Paul say that we should pray, not why does the Bible say we pray, not why your favourite preacher or the last book you read says you should pray, but why do you pray? Really honestly, I promise no feedback, you're only telling the person next to you. Go. Okay. You've just got an insight into the person you're talking to's prayer life. You might want to pray for them. They might need to pray for you. Right, if you've got your Bibles, could you turn to Psalm 27? We're just going to look at one verse. It is going to come up, but if you've got your Bibles, can you turn to it? Because although we haven't got a lot of time to look at the context of it today, the context is always really important and and really good to, to look at. So this is the NIV. This is one of my favourite verses. One thing I ask from the Lord, that only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. In the Passion Translation, it says, Here's the one thing I crave from God, the one thing I seek above all else. I want the privilege of living with him every moment in his house, finding the sweet loveliness of his face, filled with awe, delighting in his glory and grace. I want to live my life so close to him that he takes pleasure in my every prayer. And this is David, a man who was about, at this point of writing this psalm, he was about to start his kingship. And he's got a lot on his mind. I would imagine his prayer list is a lot longer than most of ours. He's got a lot going on. He's got the enemy is wanting to destroy him. He's got people making false accusations about him. He's got, he's got all sorts of things going on. And yet he says, in that place of so much happening, there is only one thing that I want. Just the one thing. I want to be in the house of the Lord. I want to be in his presence. I want to look on him. I want to see him. Nothing else actually matters. All of this other stuff 
is big stuff. He's about to rule an entire nation. He had people wanting to kill him. He, people were slandering him. And yet he could say, one thing, one thing I desire is to be in your temples, to be in your house, to seek you. And for me, it's a journey, isn't it? But I want this to be my one thing. I want this to be, why do I pray? Why do I pray? Because I want to desire Jesus above all else. I want to be in his presence. I want to seek him. I want to see his face. I want to look at his face. All the other stuff will come. Seek first the kingdom and all else will be added unto us. But when we look at him and we're seeking him first and our eyes are on him, and as we move into a week where we're going to be praying for a lot of things, I think it's really important that we start at that point of saying, it's about Jesus. My one thing is going to be fixing my eyes on him. The phrase, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, actually literally means to see into the favour to see into the favour, which is awesome, an awesome verse for us this week, isn't it? As we go into days of favour, that these days will be days that we sit and look into the favour of God. We look into the favour of Jesus. We look into the grace and the majesty and the glory and the power and the awesomeness of our God, of Jesus, as he wants to spend time with us and we spend time with him. That more than answers to prayer, we want to be with him. For David, more than the enemies to go away, he wanted to be with his father. He wanted to be with God. That's amazing. That's amazing. If I'm in that sort of situation, I reckon my number one thing is Jesus keep me safe from my enemies. I'm not, I really, really like to think that my one thing would be I just want to be in your presence. I really hope it would be. But I suspect a big part of me would be Please, Jesus, just, you know, get rid of the enemies and then I'll spend time with you. Make my life, sort my life out. Has anyone ever done this? Jesus, if you sort, if you sort everything else out, I organise everything, I get my life sorted, everything's fine, then I can spend some really good quality time with Jesus. Seriously, has nobody ever done that? Yeah. <laughs> that was a bit worrying for a minute. I was on my own. Um, <laughs> that's good. That's very reassuring. We want, to, we want to make it all, we want to get everything in its boxes, everything looking right. And Jesus just says, come. He just says, come. If you're looking at this week and thinking about this week and thinking, I'm going to need to do this and I need to do that. And if I can rearrange my day so that it looks like this, then I might be able to spend a little bit of time praying. And Jesus is saying, one thing, one thing. What is the one thing that you long for? What is your one thing today? What is your why today? And for some of us, I think God's just going to bring a shift in that why, a shift in the why we pray, a shift in why we want to come and pray, why we want to spend time with him and give us that fresh passion for him, a fresh passion for his heart. Because when we do that, the pressure's off in trying to get the answers. It's kind of, we're doing what he wants us to do. If we are just trying to get answers all the time and we're praying for answers and we're praying for things, we can easily step into striving. We can easily step into trying to do it ourselves. And then we start to think it's our prayer that will make it happen. Now, there is a sense in which that's, that's true. We, our prayers are absolutely vital. But it's not by our works. It's not because 
We prayed for three hours, therefore it is still by the grace of God. And if we just spend time sitting in his presence, I don't know if you found this, but I find it a lot easier to hear God. If I've just spent time sitting in his presence, it's a lot easier to hear him. It's a lot easier to get his heart. It's a lot easier to capture what he's wanting to do. And so we want to walk into this week saying, Jesus, I just want to come and sit at your feet. I want to come and dwell. I want to seek you. That's a kind of continuous thing, isn't it? It's not a, I'm just going to do this for a day and then move on to something else. It's a, I'm going to seek you and I'm going to continue to seek you and continue to seek you and continue to seek you. I'm not doing this for a moment, but I'm committing to do this as my lifestyle. That's what I want to say to God, that I want to, that I want it to be my one thing, not for a day, not for an hour, not for a church meeting where it feels nice, but in the nitty-gritty of day-to-day life, in the nitty-gritty of tough stuff, one thing, to dwell in your house, to dwell, to gaze upon your beauty, to gaze upon your beauty. I love this end bit in the passion. I want to live my life so close to him that he takes pleasure in my every prayer. I want to live my life so close to him that he takes pleasure in my every prayer. There's a joy in prayer, or there should be a joy in prayer. And the closer we are to him, the more we are living in that place of intimacy with him. And our motivation is to sit and to look at him. There will be that joy. We will sense the Father's joy and his pleasure in our prayer. It will become easy. I don't know about anybody else, but I have this kind of ongoing thing that I have to keep knocking down that says it's never enough. Has anybody else ever felt that? Kind of, I prayed and prayed, but it's, it's not enough. It's not enough. And sometimes I've ended up saying, well, I'm just not going to bother because at least then I really haven't. And so I've got a good reason to feel guilty. Um, <laughs> good. It's tight to my brain. Um, but if I do and I still feel like it's never enough, then it's that awful feeling, God, can I ever pray enough? But the thing is, if we're trying to seek answers, if we're trying to pray for things all the time, it will never be enough. There's always going to be more to pray for. We live in a broken world. We've got so many people around us, even just the people closest to me I could spend all day praying for. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of, there's, there's never, it, it is never enough in that sense if, we, if that's what we're doing, if we're trying to pray enough, if we're trying to get answers, if we're trying... It will never be enough. But when we say, Jesus, I just want to be with you. I want to live my life with you. I want to live my life in a place of prayer. It's 1 Thessalonians, isn't it, that says pray continually. 1 Thessalonians 5, pray continually. How do you pray continually? It becomes your lifestyle. It becomes something that is just a natural part of you. And then it's always enough. Jesus always says, you are enough. It's enough because you've sought me, because you've, you've chosen to come and sit at my feet. And it takes away all that pressure, all that striving. So for me, that's a battle I have to fight all the time. And I guess for a lot of you it is. But Jesus says, it's enough. When you come to me, it's enough. And, and that makes us want to do it more. That's the ironic thing, isn't it? That if the pressure's off, we want to pray more. We want to seek him more. We want to be with him a lot more. What I'm going to do, I'm going to come back to this again in a minute, just to keep us all on our toes. Well, 
we're going to look, at, look a little bit at the timetable. Oh, host team, could you do, a fa- do me a favour? Um, what we're going to do is we're going to go, thinking, thinking about that, thinking it's one thing, it's about being in his presence. We're going to look at the timetable, and I'm going to talk you through what we're going to be doing, but I want us to do that with the mentality and the mindset that our first thing is our first thing. And the one thing is that if we did none of this, but we came and we sat all week in the presence of God, stuff would still happen. Stuff would still happen. So we, we need to keep that in mind as we're going through this, because I don't want us to get into a, we've got to do this, we've got to do this, we've got to do this. So could the host team, probably enough for one between two, I would think, or one per household... And the reason I want to do this, we haven't got a slate, unfortunately, but the reason I want to do this is there's a couple of extra things that have been put on since we did the timetables, and they might be things that you want to get involved in and you will need to write down on the timetable. But as we're looking at this, just start thinking, God, what do you want me to do? And I really would suggest that this afternoon you go home, you just look at the timetable and say, Jesus, what do you want me to do this week? Not what do I want to do, what, what's the minimum that I can get away with, or I want to be there the whole time, but just, Jesus, what do you want me to do this week? And listen to the Holy Spirit. And as I said, if you can, don't make, your time t- don't make this revolve around your timetable for the week, but say, okay, God, what do you want me to do? And then make your timetable for the week revolve around what God said. Uh, if you can take time off work, if that's not already organised, then that would be an amazing thing to do. And if not, there's lots of things at other times of the day. So, Roy is, and Peter are bringing those round for us, so you've got sight of them. It's been so brilliant the last week or so. Loads of the slots for individual prayer have got filled up, which is brilliant. That's so encouraging. Thank you so much, guys. Whatever happens this week, this next week, we're going to have prayed more as a church together, I think, than we probably ever have, which is an amazing thing, isn't it? And we can all be really super encouraged with that. So hopefully I've got the same sort of thing as you. If there is one spare at the end, can I have it? If not, don't worry. So as you know, we're going to have the prayer room upstairs. We're going to do that after church today. And we're going to, our aim, we're aiming to make it a space that you can just come and meet with God however you meet with God. So if you do it quietly in silence, there'll be things to help you do that. If you do it really loudly and jumping around, that's absolutely fine. And there'll be things to help with that and everything in between. Uh, Juliet's going to set up art table. Uh, We want to see people's prophetic uh, artwork and drawings. We'll put them up and they'll spur other people on to pray. We've got a big blackboard up there, so a big wall of prayer for you to write things that God's saying. There's going to be loads of things and loads of little things to help us pray for ourselves, for the church, for Scarborough, for our nation, for the nations, for Israel. All sorts of different things are going to be up there. Um, one thing we've done is we've got a prayer board up there of pictures of almost everybody in the church. We're still missing one or two. If you haven't had your photo taken and you weren't at camp and you don't think that we've got a picture of you, and especially if you're not on Facebook, Facebook trawling, um, please can you come and see me afterwards and I'll take a little photo of you because we want to pray for everybody. We want the whole family up there. We don't want to miss anybody out um, and we're trying really hard not to, so please do come and see me. Okay, so... The day starts, 
starts at 6am and I love Pastor Brian so much because he's put his name down for every morning from 6 till 7am, which is awesome. Um, so we've got 6 till 7 and 7 till 8 are kind of individual sessions. The one thing that's not on your timetable is between 8 and 9 o'clock, so if you want to you might want to write this down if you want to come to this. Alex and I are going to do a just, just worship, nothing else. Uh, no praying, no words, no, no anything. We're just going to get into the presence of God and worship, which will lead us wonderfully into communion at 9 o'clock, which Pastor Paul's going to be leading for us each morning. So do come and join us for that. Then between 10 and 11, so most of this is fairly self-explanatory, 10 and 11, we're going to, in each of these sessions, we're going to take hold of each of those five things that God spoke to us about needing to see restored and to push through on. So salvation, healing, provision, resources, finances, that sort of thing. Extraordinary miracles and promises, seeing promises of God restored in our lives. So we're going to take one of those each morning and really pray into those. And there's going to be places for you to write what God's saying about those. Uh, Different people from the intercessors team are going to be leading those sessions. And they're going to be really exciting. They're going to be really important sessions because they're the things God has spoken to us about taking hold of. So do try and get involved in those. If you find it difficult to get into the summit, but a few of you can meet in your home, do that as well. This isn't all about being centred around here. That is where we come together, and it's important that we try to. But if, you, if it's easier for you to meet, especially if you live out in one of the other villages, then do meet and, and pray along at the same time. Uh, I'm just moving. I'm moving along every day at the moment at the same time. So sorry, I hope this isn't confusing. Uh, Wednesday, 11 till 12, we've got prayer for Israel. Richard and Joyce are leading. That would be a great session to come and hear God's heart for Israel and to pray into that. Uh, yeah, between Then every afternoon we're going to have a prayer walk. So this is going to be in different areas. We're going to meet here. We're going to just chat before we go. and We're going to go out and pray and hear what God's saying and come back and just pray and, and debrief and see, see what God's been saying to us. These are always great sessions that are always really encouraging because we're getting out there on the streets and we're seeing what God's heart is for the streets. We're going to be praying North Bay area. We're going to be praying in Old Town on Wednesday. So much stuff is happening in Old Town at the moment. Some really, really not good stuff is happening and we need to be walking the streets. We need to be praying. We need to be seeing the glory of God manifest in that place because we've got to start to see the things that the enemy is bringing into that area stopped and the glory of God released and the presence of God released in that area. So these prayer walks are going to be really important times in the afternoon. Uh, on Friday, as Pastor Paul mentioned last week, we're going to go out and do some worship on the streets. That's going to be fun. That's always fun, as long as it doesn't rain. And if you want to come along and sing, if you want to come along and talk to people, we've got hub vouchers to give out. The more the merrier. It will just be, it's a lot easier when there's lots of us out there to sing and to talk to people. So please come for that. I'll come back to some of those individual sessions. Um, seven till eight, uh, yes, seven till nine every evening we've got an evening session. So even if you're at work, hopefully you'll be able to make it to those. Different people are leading those each evening. Um, again, we'll be praying as God leads. 
Things change during the week, don't they? Do you remember last year, for those of you that were here, God hijacked it within the first 15 minutes of the first morning communion and everything that we were going to do, God just kind of went and just opened up a whole load of other things. So I'm quite excited, actually, to see what, see what God does this year. Uh, Wednesday, we've got half night of prayer. We haven't had a half night of prayer before, or not for a long time. So as many of you as possible, do try and get along to that. We're only going to 11.30, so it's a kind of, you know, it's not a hardcore half night of prayer. We'll see how we go. We, we might be able to do a hardcore one later on. And that's just going to be a great opportunity to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying for everybody to pitch in and contribute to what God is doing amongst us. I've just seen that Juliet and Kay have put a session that is not on your timetables uh, on Friday between, I think, between 12.30 and 1.30. Is that right, Kay? Yeah. Between 12.30 and 1.30 to pray for youth and children, which is great because we've got a couple of opportunities to pray for young people and the timetable. It's so important that we're praying for our young people and that we're standing with them and that we're praying specifically for them. We're praying for them by name and individually. So that session is going to be praying for youth and children, however Juliet and Kay lead it. Then you'll see at four o'clock on Friday, there's another one that I'm leading, which is particularly for Friday Club and Youth Angels, to pray during Friday Club, for Friday Club, uh, which I think would be a great thing to do and to see God moving in their lives. And then later on on Friday evening, it's, we've got the Youth Angels, what, during the Youth Angels session, the young people are going to go up and they're going to put their prayer requests up on the, the board up there. And then Gemma is going to lead a session from 9.30 till 10.30, praying for the younger generation, which she didn't know we were going to do that. And that is fabulous because it means they can put their prayer requests up and then the next hour, as soon as they finish, we can be praying for them. And if we can pray for them and they see the answers to those prayers, stuff will happen in their lives so much quicker than six months of trying to talk to them about Jesus. When they see one answer to prayer, they'll be like, wow, I want to talk about Jesus, particularly if they've written it and they've gone up and they've put it up. So I know that's a late night one on a Friday, but if you can make that one, please do, because I think that's going to be such a key session to pray for those particular prayer requests that those young people have put up uh, and see what God does in them through that. This is, well, this will still be out there today. But we are, getting, we are getting filled up, but there's still, there's still quite a lot of opportunities. If you want to come and use the prayer room on your own or with somebody else, do sign up. The one session that, well, there's two sessions that we're struggling to fill at the moment. So if anybody, if I'm saying this and the Holy Spirit just says, it's you, it really is the Holy Spirit, um, is the five till six o'clock. I'd really love to not close the prayer room at all for this week. If we do, we do. But I'd really love us to be in continuous prayer between 6 and 11.30 every day. I know this 5 till 6 session is really hard to fill. And I do have to go home and feed my children at some point, unless Hannah wants to be mum for the week. Um, I think she's agreeing. Um, So it would be really good if there's other people, particularly obviously if you don't have children that you need to, to feed and things. And we are fasting, so... So if anybody can fill those five to six slots, that would be wonderful. And also the late night ones, if anybody can 
get one or two of those in, that would be brilliant. Don't worry about logistics. If you're thinking, I don't have a key, don't worry about that. That's, that's all sorted. So it would be great to get this filled, but we are nearly there. So thank you so much for, for filling it up and for buying into all that God is going to do. So as I say, this afternoon, say to God, what do you want me to do? Ask him the question and see what he says. Because if we do what he says, it will be fruitful. If we just do what we, we think, then it's, it's not as fruitful, as it? So that would be wonderful. Remember, we're fasting as well. So whatever you're fasting, just remember, whatever you're fasting, it's, fasting positions our hearts before God. Fasting doesn't twist God's arm. It positions our hearts so that we're ready to receive, so that we can surrender more to him, so that we can hear him clearer, so that we can say to Jesus, you are my one thing. I love you more than having even my basic needs met, which for some of us is food and some of us is our phones and internet. They're probably 50-50 really. But whatever you're fasting, probably slightly more on the internet for me than food, but it's a tough one. So whatever you're fasting, make it something that is saying, Jesus, I'm putting you as my one thing. I'm putting you before even the things that I treasure and want and need the most. So whether it's food, whether it's the internet, whether it's whatever it is that God's spoken to you. If you've got any questions about fasting, do chat to somebody before Tuesday. Don't just go flying into it, going to do a full fast and you've never fasted before. I know God's been building up that in most of us over this last year, but please don't just run into a full four or five day fast uh, straight, straight off. There's wisdom that needs to be used with it as well. So please do talk to your house church leader or one of the, one of the leadership before you do that, if you're at all unsure. On Wednesday, the intercessors team had a number of scriptures and words for the week. And those will be incorporated over the whole week. But I just wanted, there were a couple that particularly leapt out at me. So I just wanted to share those this morning. Um, the first was based on scripture in Isaiah 65 about grapes being in a cluster and new wine being found in the cluster. And that was a great reminder that this is about us together. This isn't about us as lots of individuals. This is about us coming together. We are a community. It's about being together to pray. That's where there is the power in it. And that's what God's been saying to us, hasn't he, for, I don't know, at least a year now that... We're, we're to live in community, and that new wine will flow from community. So as we come together, as we pray together, that new wine is going to flow from us being together and us praying together. Uh, that was a great, I just thought that was a great encouragement. And the other one was a strong tower, I'll just read, read what was, was given to me. A strong tower needs a deep foundation. God has been talking about digging and digging in. Not as if we're digging in and holding on by our fingernails, but digging a trench which is like a stronghold where we're safe from the enemy. Days of favour is like us digging into God, digging a stronghold. If we're dug into God, then who or what can be against us? And what a great opportunity just to dig into what God has for us and to, to dig deeply, make sure our foundations are strong and, and, and strengthen them together. Right, finally, before I want us to respond to God, 
this morning. And just finally, before we do that, um, I'd just like to read Scripture in James 5, Scripture that most of us will know really well. James 5.16. Thank you. So, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so you may be healed. So that's the context of it. I want to focus on the next bit. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So who's righteous? Oh, not many of you. (laughs) Okay, we are all, if we know Jesus, we are all righteous. That was a pretty good response. We are all righteous. We are sitting here in this room as the righteous people of God. In uh, Pastor Colin's version in The Truth, it says, the prayer of anyone made acceptable in God's sight is powerful and effective. So when you're righteous, you've been made acceptable in God's sight. The prayer of anyone made acceptable in God's sight is powerful and effective. And there's heaps that you can get from that scripture, but there's just two things before we respond to God I just want to draw out. The prayer of anyone who is acceptable to God is powerful and effective. Anyone, 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 you, me, on your worst day, you're still righteous, you're still acceptable to God, your prayer is still powerful and effective. Your prayer might feel like a little prayer, it might feel like, what's the point in me coming, I don't have anything much to pray anyway, and what am I going to contribute? Your prayer is powerful and effective. And sometimes we can not understand how important our prayer is. If I said to you this morning, God has visited me in physical form and said to me, next Sunday, if we pray this week, there's going to be revival and at half past nine, there's going to be 200 people queuing outside the door. Other than the panic that would begin to rise up, I think we would all come and pray because we would know that was going to happen and there would be such a motivation to pray. But if I said to you, nothing like that's going to happen for five years would you still come and pray with the same enthusiasm and the same passion and the same determination as if I said this is going to happen next Sunday or would you think well my prayer today doesn't really make any difference to what's going to happen in five years time so I don't need to engage with it so much but your prayer today matters your prayer today makes a difference of what's going to happen down the line it does make a difference. It's not wasted. No prayer is wasted. If you feel like it's little, offer it to God as a sacrifice like the little boy's packed lunch. That fed thousands. Your small prayer could feed thousands. The prayer of anyone who's made acceptable to God is powerful and effective. But at the same time, we stand in righteousness, but we also have to walk in righteousness. I'm sure we've all experienced when we're not living our lives walking closely to God, we're not living our lives in that righteousness, then our prayer... It's hard for us to pray, isn't it? It's hard to connect to God. It's not that Jesus feels any different about you and me when we're like that, but we we can't look him in the eye. We can't look him in the eye. And, And when we can't look him in the eye, we can't spend that time gazing upon his beauty... It's very difficult to gaze upon the beauty of Jesus when you're living an unrighteous life. Pretty much impossible. And therefore, you're not going to have the faith that your prayer is going to be answered. So there is a righteousness to walk in. 
And that doesn't mean being perfect. It just means living a life of repentance and being willing to repent and to start again, get up, keep walking with Jesus, keep walking with Jesus, keep walking with Jesus. And we fall down, we get up. We fall down, we get up. Um, And that is the righteous person whose prayer is going to be powerful and effective. And that's you and that's me. And that's what we're going to see this week. But this morning, I believe this morning God wants us to just make that step, almost a physical step of saying, I'm going to come to you this week with a heart that wants to seek you first. And worship team, do you just want to come up whilst I'm just finishing off? Thank you. We're going to respond with a song that's a hymn that Pete wrote a new tune for that those of you that are camp will know called Take My Life. So most of you will know, at least know the words. And it's a song of surrender because this week is a, a week of surrendering to God and saying, right, I want you to be my one thing. So if God is challenging you that your one thing needs to change or your why needs to change or you just want more of your one thing to be him and desire for him, then just as we start to sing this, uh, yeah, come come and just stand. No one's going to pray for you, but just come and stand or kneel at the front just as a step of surrender to him and saying, I want to come into this week, not because I want to get answers to prayer, but I want to come into this week because I want to spend time gazing on you. I want to see you. I want to know you. There is nothing more important than knowing you, Jesus. There's nothing more important than being in your presence. And if you also, if you want to say, I want to reaffirm that righteousness, that I am a righteous person. I'm not always living righteously, but I want to reaffirm that righteousness and I want to repent and I want to step back into that righteousness. Then that would be also be a really good thing to respond to. And if you think that your prayer is just little and nothing and not really worth doing or giving then that would be another good thing to respond to and say God I'm going to come to you I don't feel like I've got anything I don't feel like my prayers even make any difference but I'm going to offer that as a sacrifice and I'm going to trust that just as you multiplied the fish and the loaves that you are going to turn my prayers into something that is going to be powerful and effective because your word says it's powerful and effective. And if that's what you want to pray as well, then come and respond. So let's stand as we sing this. And then if you want to respond to Jesus in any of those ways, just come, come forward as we sing this song. nobody that is worthy of praise like you there is nobody that is worthy of us surrendering our lives to apart from you Jesus I pray that this week our hearts would be set upon you I pray this week that our eyes 
would see you, that our eyes would see your eyes, that our will would be submitted to your will. Father, that we would truly be able to say, my will is no longer mine, it is yours. That we would truly be able to say that everything that we do, everything that we speak is yours. Oh Jesus, I pray this week would be such a week of encounter, such a week of your glory coming amongst us. Father, even if we don't pray for anything this week, Lord, all we want is to see you, is to encounter your glory, that we would be changed so that we can go and transform this community and the communities that we come from and that we live in. Father, we want to see your glory manifest in us and through us, that we would become the answers to our prayers, that we wouldn't just pray and walk away, but that we would then become the answers to those prayers. Father, where we need to surrender our lives to you afresh, we just surrender. Where we just want to affirm that righteousness that you've set us in, We just say, we are the righteous. We are the righteous. Father, for anyone here that is in their head is saying right now, but I'm not righteous. You don't know me. Jesus does know you. He does know you. And he still says, you are my righteous one. Whatever you have done, all you do is repent and you get back up again. And you keep walking and you keep walking and you keep walking. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we commit everything of this week to you. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your covering of it. And Father, we, we ask for your blessing upon it. Father, your protection over it. And Father, may we see something fresh springing from within us over this next week, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, everybody. Have an amazing week. Hopefully we'll see most of you at some point during the week. Uh, The hub is open now. Um, If you want to stay and you want someone to pray for you, do just come and we can do that. And if you've got any questions uh, about this week, please do come and ask and we'll answer anything we can. Have a great week. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.